Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, I'm Glenn Savile, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Connor Ferguson here uh, with another episode of the Always Race Day podcast. Uh, I got Ayrton Jeniton to uh, co-host this one with me. Damon and Josh didn't want to work today. I gave him the day off because I'm such a good boss. And I, I just think about my employees like that that don't get paid very much whatsoever. Uh, once again, though, we are sponsored and uh, presented today by the Carl Auto Group. Got to give them a shout out. If you're looking for a car, that's the place to go. Go to the Carl Auto Group and they will hook you up, especially if you tell them that you know the guys at the Always Race Day podcast. So appreciate them for everything they do. They're our biggest uh, partner on the site. And if you're uh, interested, um, we interviewed a driver on Thursday, I think, and uh, half a million views on the video on Twitter. Uh, so at random, when we go to races, uh, people people watch. So especially if uh, someone says anything outlandish uh, about Knoxville Raceway. So if you're looking to partner up with us, let us know. My DMs are open on Twitter um, and I'll get right back to you as quickly as I can. So Ayrton, what's up, buddy? Oh, not too much. Just uh, getting ready for a big week at Eldora for the four crown. Yeah, and uh, just back from the Hockett, you seemed uh, pretty frustrated when I texted you about it. What was uh, what was your weekend like out there? Yeah, you know, this year they uh, they tried a new format and they knocked it down from a three day show where we'd run all three nights to split the field up, and then like we got caught up in a wreck, just not of our doing, and kind of cost us a little bit um, points wise and put us behind the eight ball for our Saturday night show, which we ended up running Sunday day. So. Um, it was one of them deals where it was kind of a racing deal. Nothing we could do to change it. Um, you know, we recovered well, we got back to 11th from the back after getting in that wreck running six. So, um, and then Sunday, Sunday day, just the day shows just constant rubber down, rubber down, rubber down, and just wasn't fun for anyone there really, other than maybe Ryan Tibbs and, uh, Ricky Lewis who ended up winning, but, um, you know, it was, it was one of them deals where it's just, you're, you're stuck behind the eight ball and you're constantly behind the eight ball. So you're just kind of stuck, you know, it wasn't very fun. So, um, I know they ended up doing track prep like seven times on Sunday to try and get the track back. They just never got it to stop taking rubber until the ASCS feature. So it was like a 
eight and a half or nine hour program from the time we started hot laps to the last checkered flag. So it was kind of a, kind of a, a crap shoot to say the least on Sunday. But, um, you know, I felt like just kind of the way the events unfolded, it just wasn't really good situation for the racetrack or this, you know, the, the weekend at all. So, um, the place has had awesome races there before with the Hockett. It's been great and phenomenal, but this year just kind of like a lot of rubber down. Um, you know, like it's been pretty dry, but it's also, you know, we got new tires, so it can go either way there, but it just sucks when you're in a situation where you're chewing through, you know, as much tires as that. So I think we ended up throwing away six rear tires and three front tires. And I know one of my buddies, you know, went through even more than that. So, uh, just not an idea. Oh, you're I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to clarify for the people at home. I think that's Ayrton's phone vibrating. He's not uh ripping yeah. ass every 30 seconds on the show. Wouldn't put it past him, but we're gonna talk uh state of the sport in a little bit here. But with races like that, when you get that rain delay to go to, you know, the next day, whether it's Sunday, Saturday, or the other, would you rather have it, you know, be scheduled at the same time the Saturday night show is with the promise of like we're gonna have at least a little less rubber uh than we would if we ran it mid after afternoon or do you guys just want to get out of there so bad and uh with taxing schedules and everything that you guys have to do to uh make a buck in this sport is it just all about you know let's get home to our families um you know really like everyone there like i think the reason they moved it up was to try to get people to stay and race on sunday which i mean like everyone i talked to that was there they all said the same thing like we want to run it during the night like the guys who are going to leave are going to leave no matter what like they're leaving because they're far away from home they need to go home it ain't going to change their change their decision at all. Um, if actually I know some of the guys who left because it was a day show and not because it was ran that night. So, um, you know, it, it was kind of one of them deals where they didn't really even ask us or see what we thought. It was just kind of whatever they wanted to do, which is, you know, part of it, like they're the promoters, they make the decisions, but, um, you know, sometimes it's like, like they hot lapped us Saturday night. Like it was lightning getting ready to rain. And they're like first group of hot laps. Let's go. And it's like, man, we just could go with the rain shower. The track's not even close to being ready. And we go out there and everyone's stuff in the first set. And I was one of the guys in the first set. So I wasn't very happy about it either. Um, you know, hindsight's 2020. I shouldn't have went out there. I should, because I knew it was going to rain. Um, but I did it because I felt like I have to try, you know? So, um, you know, it's one of them deals where it was just kind of like, you go through that Saturday night and then you go into rubber down right away on Sunday. It's just like, it's just another thing to be frustrated with. So I know everyone there that I talked to, they'd rather ran it during the night. Cause by the time it was said and done, we wouldn't have been that much farther behind. We probably would have been done at 11 30, 12 at the latest. And we were done at, they were done at 10 30, 11. So they really didn't save any time. They actually just cost them more time, I think, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it is what it is, but you know, hopefully, uh, next year, if they get in a situation like that, they'll do a little better job in my opinion, and maybe they'll see what us drivers want to do. For sure. And you say that as a Missouri guy who doesn't have to have uh, too far home to travel, right? Yeah, I, had, I had about an hour, hour and 15 minute drive. And, uh, I know some of the guys who had a lot mm -hmm. farther drives that would prefer to race that night. So yeah absolutely and then uh so this is uh kind of the reason we had you on other than i mean we might do this regularly in the future uh me and you on a show every week or so uh but you tweeted uh see a lot of we need this we need that on twitter what we actually need is more of this uh referring to uh this regional maverick wing sprint car series that was just announced and, and you said a good paying series and more regions to build larger fields to eliminate large travel times for some teams to give more drivers chances 
to earn money. Um, and kind of like a, a tiering the series, like uh, Drunk Dingus likes to do uh, for the Knoxville Nationals power rankings. Uh, love that guy. Fantastic dude. Yeah. So my opinion there, and you know, a lot of people may have different opinions on the way for drivers to make money. And um, the one thing I'll say is if you want to, if you want to be like a guy like me, that's kind of runs my own deal. I, I work on all my own stuff. I have guys that help me as well. I got to pay for crew members and you know, then I, I pay, I see all the bills. I get, I have to get sponsorship to pay the bills. Well, for me to go out and run to make money, um, you know, I mean, they're going to have to drive to Knoxville to race weekly. Well, if I'm racing Knoxville, there's no really. And if you're going to go run Sunday at Houston, it's, an extra 11 hours or it's an extra five hours up there and six hours back instead of just four hours home. So, you know, being in the Midwest, I probably see it more than most places like people in Ohio and Pennsylvania, they got it kind of where they can run, you know, a few separate tracks. They have like the series, like fast, they got the central PA stuff. So they have series where they can race and, uh, you know, race consistently and make money that way where like for us, like we recently just had power. I come available with Kenny Brown, um, paying 5,000 to win and, you know, it pays decent throughout the field. And then, you know, now with the Maverick series and you got MOA and IRA, and you know, you got a few other small series here and there, but like really for a guy that's kind of in the middle tier of, competition or skill level or whatever you want to put it as the middle tiered class of drivers. Um, we need events like that racing at more regional tracks where say the outwalls, the all-stars will come race there or high limit comes and race there, whatever it may be. Um, when they do come we're we've raced that track more and we've got laps there and it's going to help us be better when they come, which in the end will actually make our regional racing stronger. And then it'll also give the all-stars high limit outlaws, whatever, more competition. And it actually helps us grow our brand as well, which that's how you become a better race car driver. you grow your brand, you grow your name. And you know, the one thing you can ever replace is confidence. So, um, like I know for sure, like it's like we want to power I race at Lake Ozark. And then we had, um, you know, another weekend there where I was able to race Lake Ozark twice before the all-stars came and I was able to play around with some setup stuff and I was able to kind of get comfortable. And really, I think if I don't do that. I'm probably not in the dash with the all-stars that night. Yeah. And I mean, the big thing with the theory, um, kind of with that, with those tracks that host these big rates, especially, you know, you're hosting a high limit and it's, it's paying 2000 to win or your, uh, or 2000 to start, not 2000 to win apologies. Uh, but you have these, uh, like when the outlaws came to Houston's and they, they, prep the track completely and entirely different than they had every Sunday, obviously with the goal of it, not rubbering up, like it, it had multiple shows in the past, but it really put the local drivers a step behind unless they were really quick to adapt. And obviously that's part of the sport too. You just have to be quick with your changes. But a lot of those smaller shows, uh, my buddy, Ricky Weiss went in the Baltus classic at Eldora. It didn't, uh, maybe it didn't look like it by the end of the weekend, but it definitely helped his performance a little bit there throughout the weekend. Yeah. You know, I really credit like us getting to run a few races at Lake Ozark before the all-stars come to like us getting to run those races allowed us to run so good at the all-star show where we ran fourth and then, you know, getting to run just more racetracks in the region and not just being stuck running one or two tracks consistently. Like that's how you become a better race car drivers, racing more tracks and adapting to changes. So, um, you know, it's always nice to have a place like Knoxville and Houston where you could consistently race 
Um, but you'll never grow outside of just racing there. Like you got to really race more regional stuff and be willing to travel. And, um, you know, that's how you become a better driver. And, you know, in my case, I'm also doing my own crew chiefing. So that's how I become a better crew chief as well. So, um, I think this Maverick deal is going to do a great job. Hopefully they can do a good job and, you know, get a good amount of races in Indiana. And I know a lot of people are like, well, there's not a lot of wing sprint cars in Indiana, but you may see guys who run non-wing stuff venture into the wing stuff like Courtney and Wyndham have and bacon. So, uh, which bacon was a wing driver first, but you know, the guys to go run some wing stuff that are non-wing drivers. Well, then guys from Ohio and, you know, Eastern Illinois, like they're going to go to Indiana too. So, um, you know, and it, it pays great. They got a great purse. So, um, stuff like that, like that's how you grow the, the middle, the middle drivers to kind of go from maybe being the middle ground to maybe being the high middle ground where we can run top tens and top fives with the outlaws when they're in our region. And that's how you grow the sport. My opinion is putting on more regional races, which can allow more drivers to grow and make more money. So, um, you know, it's, it's always nice when you got big paying races with high start money, but in the end, there's only 24 guys who are in that show where, you know, if we can all become better drivers, yeah, there's still only going to be 24 guys in the show, but it ain't going to hurt as bad when we miss those shows. Cause we have races where we can make more money to, uh, you know, maybe if we miss the show, it doesn't hurt as bad on our wallet or whatever else. So, um, the regional racing, in my opinion, like with power, eye. Um, and then this Maverick deal coming along, like it's really going to benefit it. Like fast does a great job. IRA does a great job. Uh, Moa's doing like they're, they bumped their payouts this year as well. So everyone doing things to create more money in the middle area, I think it's going to help the top end as well. So that's where it's like, yeah, it's awesome. High limits putting on these Tuesday night races, but look how spread out they are. You know, like a guy like me, like I can't justify running that because, well, I can't travel there for Tuesday night. And then, you know, if I'm running Knoxville points, like it's, it's a lot of travel. You're, you're committed to a big race outlaw schedule. Think with that thinking kind of, and it's a big race, true outlaw schedule because not every race was surrounding a weekend of an outlaws race. It was surrounding a weekend of a higher paying sprint car race, or at least one that was going on that week. Yeah. And then, but the bad part is too, like you do that, like, and, you know, like for me, like I had to think about the guys that had to work for, like, can they do that schedule? Like, can their schedule make that schedule work? So that's where it's like more regional, good paying weekend races will help it. So you didn't want to pull me to uh, last, last year before. Um, so in 2022, I think Knoxville was the only place you could go really race for five grand other than the all-stars of the outlaws. Uh, maybe I, maybe the Grove, I'm not sure what the Grove's payout is, but this year now, Houston's power, I Knoxville, um, the Maverick series, like they're all going to pay $5,000 to win every race bare minimum. And that's all in the Midwest. So purses being raised everywhere. Like that's like, that's going to help the middle-class drivers. I, mean, I call them middle-class, but that's going to help the middle ground drivers probably take that next step because that allows us to you know race at a high level with each other but also build our confidence and then confidence is how you you know build yourself to go take on the guys like that yeah and uh like you said it's i don't think you're out of line calling anyone like a middle class driver i mean you're you're 
looking at the top 15 or 20 guys in the country and that's kind of your top tier and everyone else kind of falls into tier two uh depending on what you're running and stuff like that uh we might have lost Ericsson. hopefully not let's see you're good i i had a decline real quick there we go uh but yeah like uh like you said the the massive amounts of guys we've seen who used to compete for usac non-wing titles uh like kevin thomas jr um my guy this year jake swanson is competing for one but we've seen jake in a wing car we've seen mm -hmm. ktj move to a uh, wing car mm -hmm. and that was dang erickson you are having a night with that busy guy <laughs> but uh a lot of those non-wing guys moved to sprint cars because there was more money in them well that kind of defeats the purpose if you're not getting better every week and in a program where you're in a place to succeed every week so these regional series could end up being a really uh big addition to you know every weekend and in, in the growth and the development ladder of the sport as well yeah like actually it's uh, like you mentioning ktj we were at the truck stop after the second eye of the power eye race. And he had just won that race, actually the power eye show at Lake Ozark. And I was talking to him and, uh, you know, he was telling me how much it boosted his confidence being able to go to a race like that and win. Cause there's still good cars, right? you know, on me, Garrett, KTJ, McHugh, Zach Hampton, Joe B. Miller. Um, we had some other good regional guys too, as well there. So it's like, there's really good cars there. So, like to win that race, like, you know, yeah, he's not racing, you know, a guy like Donnie shots or Brad sweet or Larson or Rico or Marks or Mac or whatever, you know, but he's still racing really good guys. So when he wins that race, it's going to boost his confidence. So now he's probably like, Oh man, like I can do the wing deal. So now you're going to actually get him to be more confident in the wing car. And, uh, you know, he did, I think he did pretty decent at Kokomo with the high limit series. Um, I don't know where he ended up in the future. I know he's in the dash. So like, for him, like to do that, like that's going to benefit him a lot. And I think that's what you'll see with them doing this Indiana deal with the Mavericks series is you're going to get guys who maybe not be as confident as a wing racer become more confident because they're going to be able to run up front with good competition and good paying money. Yeah. And KTJ is an Alabama fan. So he's usually doing all right. <laughs> He'll win there one way or another. Um, so we talk about uh, money and stuff and, and how to make money. Um, and it, it, really does matter you know where your sponsors are at what money you're bringing in from that your t-shirt sales and everything before uh race reward uh but speaking of and kind of likely so uh it's tough to go to tulsa in january for a week uh and race the chili bowl and make money and uh we've now seen our uh, third defending champ uh kind of pull out of the Chili Bowl with Rico Abreu uh, announcing his Australia schedule. I want to know as a driver of, and I, I say this in the same vein of your talent level, even you're a former Tulsa shootout champion. Um, but I, I want to know what guys like you think of all these big names leaving. Like, I, I don't think it changes your plans for Tulsa. At least I assume you might try to work out a deal. It's probably a little too early to talk about it uh, with the same team you raced there with last year. Yeah. You know, um, really like, like I know like Larson and them are, they're doing it because the purse it needs to kind of, I do agree. The purse does need to be raised. And I think part of Christopher Bell's is something with Joe Gibbs. His, I haven't heard that out of his mouth, so I don't want to assume anything there, but, um, but yeah, it's one of them deals where it's like for a top tier guy, if you're going to go down there, you know, it just, if you're going just for the event and to race in the event and you don't really care about the purse, it's a great event to attend. 
Um, it's a great event to race in. It's really awesome. And you don't get a lot of seat seat time throughout the winter. So if you're not going to, you know, Australia or something, it's mm -hmm. beneficial for, you know, you to go down there and race. So that's probably where you see some of the car count too. You see guys who may have that mindset. Um, but yeah, the purse deal, like that's something too, where it's like, yeah, they're getting all the cars, but they need to do something to give back to the drivers. Like there's been stuff out there about the chili bowl and the shootout, you know, deal, whatever, where the shootout finally raised their purse a little bit. I think the chili bowl did, I'm not really sure, but you know, it, they could go an extra level or something, but it's one of them deals where, um, it is what it is. You know, it's going to take a lot of people to make a difference because, just because guys like Rico Larson bell, or, you know, maybe even some other guys like Klaus and Marshall and them not running it like, yeah, that, that helps. But until they see a big drop in their car count, like they're not going to change anything, you know? And that's just one of the deals where once the, that event's been so established, it's hard to get a change, you know? So, um, you know, changes have to come within on stuff like that. So, uh, hopefully it can for the drivers and stuff. Um, as far as my plans for chili bowl, I'm not really sure if we're going yet or not. I haven't talked to Mickey and the guys yet. Um, I'll actually see them this week at four crown. So, um, hopefully we can talk there and just kind of see what they're thinking. And, you know, maybe we can do it again. Maybe we don't, it's whatever they want to do. You know, um, I, like I'll always say like, I'll never rent a ride. So if it comes down to, I don't have a free ride, I ain't going, you know, I just, uh, don't see the pur purpose in renting a ride for me. Like, I'll just take that month off to relax. And, you know, it, it's costly. Even if you're going just to race, like, you know, you got to think about a week. Oh, I think it's eight days now worth of hotels. You got to be down there, you know? So you're constantly, um, you know, you're going to spend a lot no matter what. So that's another reason these guys probably don't want to go because the purse, because it's like, how can I justify racing for 10, whatever it is? I don't know if it's above 10 grand now or not. I haven't really looked and, um, you know, if it's only 10 grand to yeah, win, it's, it's 10 still. Yeah. So if it's only 10, it's like, how do you justify, you know, most of them guys, they're going to have family down there. They're going to spend close to $3,000 in a weekend. You know, it's tough to justify going down there unless you just, but you know, if you're going just for the event and the race and it and stuff like that, like that's no big deal. But if you're going down there to make money, it's one of them deals. You'll never make money. Yeah, it's really tough when you got a small ad budget and then like two days before the race starts, uh, Ayrton texts you and, and says, you got to get your own hotel room, man. We don't got room. That, that was not my day. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I know the background. Don't worry. It, it, that be said, if you're interested in partnering up with us, let me know, please. <laughs> Especially for uh, 2024. We got some big things planned. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't make a ton of financial sense. Do you think it will take like a massive drop in car counter? Do you, do you think at some point, like we've seen enough defending champs drop out that maybe they'll up the purse this year in reaction to that? How many names do you think it would even take out of those big names? Cause you still have big names. I mean, through the back of the D almost. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like, I've, like, I've looked at it and it's just one of them deals where it's, you're almost going to have to have another race, the same time frame, put on the same exact kind of cars and paying a lot of money, you know, um, you're going to have to have competition. And I think, cause even if you lose a hundred cars, they still have 200 some entries. Well, right. yeah. Fans going to be like, Oh, there's only 200 entries. But if you're just looking at it from the outside in, like 200 entries is still, still a lot of cars. Um, you know, I think late mod, you'd lose like at least 15 late model fans. Cause they always tweet us about car counts. Yeah. So 
I, I mean, and there's nothing going on, so they'll never they'll never really lose that unless they have competition, in my opinion. You have to put something on that's really gonna, you know, dish into their damper, dish into their pockets or whatever that's really gonna kick them in the butt. So um, until that happens, I don't think it's gonna change. And you know, I don't know if anyone will have the magnitude of the place to do it. You know, that's that's another thing. You got to have that magnitude of a place. Like really, like I said, the best thing that could have that could have gone against it was the mm-hmm. dome you know having a midget race the same week and paying you know 50 grand to win five thousand to start and getting all the big names there and then you know seeing if they can compete but even then it's such a big risk it's like what what justifies their risk you know yeah absolutely and uh you're going to four crown this weekend i think last time you were at eldora and correct me if i'm wrong but you ended up in the uh, a man of the king's royal right uh, we went last year for four crown. We blew up in hot laps. Uh, That's why I don't remember it. There we go. Blew up in hot laps. And then we had a motor that was like 22 nights on it. And it was just on its last leg. So I don't really count last year's four crown as like a good event for us. But yeah, before that we went to the Kings Royal the same in 2022. We, uh, made the Kings Royal ran 10, the Joker's wild. And then uh, the year before that at four crown and 21 was really kind of the first time I really think people kind of noticed who I was. Um, it was like my first really big outing against the outlaws and uh, the all-stars as well. We ran eight on Friday night, probably should have ran fifth or sixth. And then on Saturday night, we ran third with the all-stars. So um, I love Eldora. I'm really excited to go there and uh, kind of do it on my own set it up on my own and see how see how i can make myself feel and see if i can get myself comfortable and um, i feel like i've learned a lot about the half mile stuff this year and i feel like i've been getting my cars better and better so i'm really excited to go to eldora this weekend and uh, see what we can do and hopefully uh, you know bust out a pair of top tens or you know have some respectable runs for us going back we gotta we gotta shoot for top fives for you at four crown i think i think if the if the night goes well i think if we can uh can you know i think if we can land up we'll start in the top 10 i definitely think we can put a top five together because i feel really confident around that place and uh you know it's just if we can get the car good you know i definitely think we can get to the top five for sure and then uh just for the people at home note to go out on what is your uh schedule looking like the rest of the year and what are your uh big goals um, yeah. So like, kind of like what I talked about earlier, like I do think the, uh, regional stuff is kind of what needs to be supported right now. It needs to grow as well as, you know, having the two, you know, having two premier series, you need to have really good regional series as well. Um, so I, I think we'll for sure be at four, we'll be at four crowd this weekend, uh, September 30th. We're kind of in the air about what to do. We don't really know what our plans are that weekend. Uh, but the following weekend, we're going to go support the Maverick series and run the Lincoln Park deal. So, um, you know, it's something where it's kind of something I've been saying needs to happen. And with them putting it on, like, I feel like I should go support it. So I'm going to go there and support that. And then I think we're going to make a trip to Atomic and run with Fast on Saturday night. And then uh, look to Lincoln Park with the High Limit series on the 10th of October. And then we got some outlaw stuff the next few weekends. And then we'll finish the year with Power Eye. Um, down in Oklahoma and try and wrap up the championship with them. Yeah. You got a 200 uh, point lead in the uh, banded outlaw sprint series. <laughs> yeah. So um, just, it's crazy. Like when we went into the, the weekend where we took the point lead in the last four races, like me and Joe B were kind of left the two guys left because Crockett had his deal with his kidney. So he was kind of just ruled out and um, you know, he got bad luck at Wheatland, which so did I, but then, 
the next three nights we were able to, you know, chew into it and we actually got the point lead and then was able to grow it and grow it and grow it. So, um, you know, I feel like we can just go down to Oklahoma, put three good runs together, try to win a race or two and, um, you know, just stay in front of Joe B the whole weekend and try and wrap up that championship would be really nice. So, um, that stuff too, like being able to get to the end of the season and get a check for, you know, winning a points title or just a points title or points in general, like that helps the teams go a long way. So, um, you know, hopefully we can have a good rest of the year with them. You know, we got three races left and then just, you know, start building our plans for next season, which as of now is still in the air. No, I don't really know what I'll be doing or where I'll be at, but I'm sure we'll get it figured out pretty soon. Hopefully. Should have thrown the uh, old JJ Hickle line that, you know, I got to see what my options are in Pennsylvania and Ohio. And, and how many options do you have in Pennsylvania? Well, zero. <laughs> yeah. I'll see how many national touring options we got coming up right now. We're at a solid zero, but I think, uh, you know, I feel like if we can go to four crown, put on some good runs and then, you know, when we do race with the outlaws to end the season, if we can have some good runs there, you know, maybe guys are kind of on the fence about what they're going to do next year for a driver or a team, as far as, you know, whatever they want to do. Um, you know, maybe we can, I can sneak into a situation like that, but, um, you know, I, I feel like with where I'm going with how I've been able to grow as a driver and a crew chief this year and the way my team supported me and stuck behind me the whole, the whole way, if I can figure out a way to kind of do my own deal, um, you know, like this year, like doing a deal with Brody Hayward, um, you know, like that's, that's, that's a partnership deal. We got together. If we can do something like that again, if he's interested, or if I can, you know, end up just having to do my own deal, whatever, like I'll feel just confident doing that as I would be for driving for somebody on a national level or wherever, you know, that would be. So, um, you know, there's a lot of pride in being able to do it on your own. Um, you know, having your own sponsors, like getting, like doing the work to get the sponsors and doing the work in the shop and, you know, being the guy who's making the decisions on the setup, like stuff like that. There's a lot of pride that goes into it for me. So, um, I've learned to really, really enjoy that side of this. And, uh, it's something that, you know, when I, when I get to the end of the year and like we're leading the points with power, I series and we're winning races, we're running good at Knoxville at the end of the year. And, you know, we, we beat Brown and Garrett, uh, Sedalia, and we're, we've been fast against a lot of really good cars and uh, a lot of different places and a lot of new places. So stuff like that makes me really proud in our team. And it makes it hard to want to do something different, but you know, it's the right opportunity to present itself. Like I would jump on anything if it's right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot to think about, you know, and until you get the call or an offer, it's just, uh, just all thinking. So just, just in the back of your head, but, um, you know, right now, as far as my plans are, it's to keep working with my guys and build what we got and try and, uh, you know, keep doing what we're doing and maybe try and get a win with the outlaws or high limit or all-stars. Well, it's been a really uh, cool year to follow Ayrton, uh, especially how it started and uh, what it's turned out to be. So if you're uh, a big money partner that wants to hop on with us, call Ayrton first. I'm not that important. He needs it more than I do. So other than that, thanks to the uh, Carl Auto Group. Uh, we'll catch up with Ayrton uh, in October, I think, at those Outlaw shows and maybe the High Limit Race, too. But uh, till then, I uh, appreciate you all listening. And uh, let us know what you think of uh, Ayrton's podcasting skills. He doesn't think he's very good, and he's uh, pretty damn good at it. So appreciate you all for listening. Thanks again. Yeah.